Hello, you beautiful nerds. The second season of The Mandalorian is all wrapped up, and you know my Star Wars-obsessed ass wants to talk about it. This season was somehow better than the first season. It had more action, more lightsabers, and more banthas. There were banthas this season. Before we get started, you should go ahead and leave a like by clicking on the race-neutral thumbs up over there. I already mentioned there are spoilers ahead, so don't get mad when I bring up that Baby Yoda kills Ahsoka. Nah, I'm fucking around. But enough stalling. Let's talk about what we're talking about. So grab something to drink and something to smoke, but keep an eye on your banthas because they may get eaten by a sandworm. And let's take a few minutes to discuss the second season of The Man... But first, a prelude. Where we last left our heroes, Mando and the child are still on the run from neo-Nazis. But now they're searching for the Jedi. See, Mando found out that the child... By the way, his name is Grogu, so now people will stop chastising me for calling him Baby Yoda. Anyway, Mando found out that the powers that Grogu has are reminiscent of an ancient order of sorcerers, aka the Jedi, and he's taken on the task of returning Grogu to his people. This season was super fun. It still has a space western vibe, but if the first season was more like Sergio Leone, this season feels more like Lawrence Kasdan. It still has that kind of video game plot thing going on. You know what I'm talking about. It feels like you're watching a video game. Oh no, we can't do our mission because we're out of milk. Hey, we just need to get some milk. We don't like Mandalorians, but we'll give you some milk if you kill the warlord monster bandit that's been using our Wi-Fi. The story for this season is pretty simple. All the crazy shit that happens or is implied is kind of indirectly linked to Mando's plot. We got a hint that Moff Gideon is harvesting Grogu's blood to eventually create what will become Supreme Leader Snoke. This whole thing was pretty cool because it makes the Rise of Skywalker a little less dumb and out of nowhere. When they revealed that Snoke was a clone or whatever in Rise of Skywalker, that shit felt so unmotivated and lazy. It's like, oh, Snoke, that guy was, that guy was a clone or something. It was something like that. Don't worry about that. Or maybe it's supposed to be Palpatine. I don't know. Either way, they make that whole storyline less ridiculous, even though it's still dumb as shit. There's a lot more whiz-bang this season and a lot less eye-roll moments. It still has a lot of TV tropes, but nowhere near as aggravating as the first season at its worst. I find it interesting how the show depicts how the Republic kind of never really got their shit together after they won the war. In some way, politically, they shit the bed and let the bad guys end up on top again. That's how shit ends up so fucking upside down by the time we get to The Force Awakens. I kind of wish there was a political drama that was also set in this timeline that showed how exactly the New Republic screwed up the transition period. But on the other hand, it'd probably be really boring. Maybe we could get Aaron Sorkin to write it? I am Bo-Katan of Clan Kreese. Hey, Starbuck is in this season. I remember when the casting news broke that Katie Sackhoff was going to be playing Bo-Katan. I was like, oh, that's really good casting. She even sounds like the actress that plays Bo-Katan. And then I looked it up and she fucking is the actress that plays Bo-Katan. Her debut is actually one of my favorite episodes of the season. Shoutouts to Bryce Dallas Howard. Seriously, someone give her a fucking Star Wars movie. I've always liked the character of Bo-Katan, mainly because she's so unlikable. She's complex and unlike Ahsoka, who we'll get to later. She kind of rubs people the wrong way and has no problem lying if it means getting what she wants. She's cool, but she's also kind of untrustworthy, so you never really know what she's gonna do. This is kind of a nitpick, but Bo-Katan should be older, right? Oh wait, I forget. Katie Sackhoff just doesn't age, my bad. Bo-Katan tells Mando where he can find Ahsoka. You guys know how I feel about Ahsoka. I mentioned how much I liked her in my Clone Wars review and in my top 10 Jedi list, and I, I mean, I, I talk about her a lot in my videos. Go watch all of my videos. Ahsoka is one of the few Jedi who wised up, realized they was on that bullshit, and left the Jedi Order before they totally collapsed. Which puts her in an interesting place. She's not tied to the ideals of the Order because she's not technically a Jedi. But she was also trained by Anakin fucking Skywalker. So yeah, she got skills. <laughs> Yeah!
It was cool seeing her in live action and Rosario Dawson does a fine job of portraying her, but she comes off more like a mystical wizard than a real person. Probably because we're seeing her from Mando's point of view. I'm very interested in seeing what her character will be like when she gets her own series. Like I said, she has the potential to go in a lot of directions because of how her ethics outgrew the ideals of the Jedi Order a long time ago. Also, hopefully she'll be a little less, lack of a better word, corny? I don't know. As much as I love everything about the character, in Clone Wars, she always felt a little corny. Everybody on that show is a little corny, right? I really fucking like the character of Mayfeld. He's a very Han Solo type character, and Bill Burr has the delivery and charisma to make every line land how it's supposed to. I especially love this scene. You see that he really does have a beating heart in there. He's a thief and a lowlife, but he still has a fucking soul. It seems like he's the only fucking character this season who isn't getting a Disney Plus series, but I hope we haven't seen the last of him. The Boba is back, baby! As you may remember, last time we saw Boba Fett in any live action setting, he was getting eaten by a fucking Sarlacc monster. I think there have been books and comics to explain how he survives, but I've never read any of that shit. I'm assuming it was cool. My least favorite episode from the first season gets a little bit of redemption. Ming-Na Wen's character returns with a new friend. Oh, by the way, this is also the fan service season. One of the coolest and most fan service moments of the series was Boba Fett's return. It's kind of dope how both of these characters that I totally thought were lame as fuck came back and were kind of the two coolest characters of the season. When news broke that Tamura Morrison was going to be in this season, I thought that he would be returning as Captain Rex. But I like how they brought Boba Fett back into the lore. It didn't feel contrived, just fan servicey. See what I mean? So let's talk about the finale, cause how could I not? After defeating Gideon in combat, Mando ends up with the Darksaber, which means he's the king of Mandalore or something, but he doesn't want it. I don't want it. This Darksaber business is always fucking strange. There are some people who are mad because Sabine gave her the Black Saber before as she accepted it, but now for some reason she's not accepting it. Although if I remember correctly, it does seem like Bo-Katan was also hesitant to take the Black Saber then for the same reasons. I don't know. I don't understand the rules or anything of the Black Saber. I never really did, and usually when it came up in the cartoons, it always kind of bored me. I know, I'm a bad Star Wars fan, but it always just seemed like a unique looking MacGuffin and not much more than that. I don't really care about that. Ahsoka mentioned that if you set Grogu on that, was it called a Jedi rock? I'm gonna call it a Jedi rock. But after you set him down on it, it's supposed to send out like a force distress signal and a Jedi may come and find him. When she said this, I immediately thought of Luke cause he's one of the only Jedi that I know that's still alive. And though I didn't expect Luke, Luke would be better than Ezra. We did it, mission accomplished. All kidding aside though, I hate Ezra. Even when the X-Wing showed up, I was like, why would they do this? Why would they make it seem like Luke is about to show up? What kind of lame fake out are they gonna- Oh fuck, I think that's actually Luke. This scene felt a lot like the scene in Rogue One where Vader is just owning fools in the hallway. Everybody loves this scene because we get to see unfiltered, unadulterated, unprequelized Darth Vader being a complete badass. Luke does get the he's a badass now moment in Return of the Jedi, but that movie doesn't really age well. That flick has a lot of problems. But this scene was clean as fuck. Like, I have no complaints about- Oh my god, what's wrong with your face? Okay, this did look pretty bad. I kinda wish he left the hood on. Like, we don't need to see his face. We all know it's Luke. As soon as we saw the fucking glove, we knew it was Luke. And these guys don't need to see his face. Hell, he can't see their face. Anyway, Luke shows up and is a fucking G for a couple minutes. And then he decides to take Grogu with him in R2 so he can get proper training on how to become a Jedi. This scene was so emotional because even though we don't usually see his face, the show has done such a great job of showing how Mando has felt from scene to scene with music and framing and physicality. But seeing his face full of such sadness and love definitely gave me the feels. Probably why I full on cried when he took his helmet off earlier in the 
season. His faith in the Mandalorian Creed is intense and seemingly unwavering. Like they show us how devout he is several times throughout the show. But in that moment, he would do anything to save his adopted kid. So I guess Baby Yoda isn't gonna be on the show anymore. Sorry, Grogu, old habits. Though the way shit is branching out into a bunch of different Disney Plus shows, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again in the future. Speaking of new Disney Plus Star Wars shows, let's talk about literally the last thing that happens in the second season of Mando. In the post credit scene, we see a very familiar setting. Remember this place? Yeah, you remember this fucking place. So we see the guy who was Jabba's bitch in Return of the Jedi, but now he's the Hut or whatever. He's all fat and sitting on the throne. Not body shaming. Motherfucker's not moving around a lot, so he's all puffy now. Melinda May busts in and kills all his boys until Boba Fett strolls in all dramatic, kills him, and takes the throne for himself. Then we get a teaser for yet another Disney Plus series called The Book of Boba Fett. I thought that making Boba Fett not a bumbling dumbass was honestly enough. I didn't think that he needed his own fucking show. But I'm actually excited about it. I was fully satisfied with them just making him a cool character. But a Boba the Hutt series is something I didn't even know I wanted. You know what they say? Let a smile be your umbrella. Well, my face is a big letter T. I forget the point. They actually had a moment where you were glad to see the stormtroopers arrive. It's the only time where I was actually overjoyed to see TIE fighters save the day, and this is after a movie and a half of them being the good guys. The whole last 15 minutes of this episode, I fucking loved all of this. Obviously this, the Ahsoka battle with the evil sheriff or whatever, it's the first real duel we've seen in the series, and I was fucking all about it. This fight between Mando and Gideon was spectacular too. I really like this moment where there's a team of all women storming the ship. I like it because it's practical. It makes sense they're all doing this, and they also don't make a big deal about it. It, unlike some movies do. Overall, I really liked the second season. It was in just about every way better than the first. It looks like this show has opened up the proverbial Pandora's box as far as Star Wars lore. Boba Fett and Ahsoka are both gonna get their own series. And it also seems like Bo-Katan and her homie are still gonna be hanging around in the third season of The Mandalorian. They're gonna have to change the name of the show to The Mandalorians, right? <laughs> right? Whatever, I thought it was funny. My ranking, I liked it. I have no idea what the next season is gonna be like, but color me intrigued, cause I cannot wait to see what happens in the next chapter. Okay guys, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. I know you're afraid of commitment, but I won't hurt you like those other YouTubers, baby. And keep your ear to the ground, cause I got some more stuff dropping soon. Ish. Stay safe, my little drunk Banthas. And may the force be with you.